Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. I will be back here. I will be back here. And I will be back. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back, a quarantine version of the podcast. Uh, the world is ending for everyone out there. No, just kidding. It's not. Um, hopefully this reaches everyone safely and in good health. Uh, we are back this week to discuss the happenings of last evening and this morning. The CBA is passed. Yep. Mm-hmm. The NFL decided to, NFL and the NFLPA decided to go forward with their current uh, CBA discussion and agreement and we have some thoughts, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with the Niners. People are getting signed, cut left and right. Uh, it's Sunday. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Not much, dude. Not much. Um, you know, it's it's a lot happening these last couple of days, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They announced that the league year is going to happen on time. So the NFL is yeah. not pausing. Everything else is, Everyone else is suspending activities and stuff, and the NFL is like, you know what? Business as usual. The dollar rules everything. We'll get into that when we talk about the CBA. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's business as usual for the NFL. So we're, we're going to get the chance to see how this free agency thing works without everyone flying across country. Yeah, this is the For the Go podcast. We are brought to you by Blue Barrow Pods now. Um, for those of you guys who missed the announcement last week, uh, we are now with Blue Barrow Pods, and we are thankful to be doing this with them. Um, I'm Javi. That is Matt. Cast the podcast on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Um, business as usual yep. in the NFL. It's... Uh, We've had our thoughts on the CBA a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I've you know I'm, I'm on the side of the players, not really on the side of the owners. And it looks like the owners took them out to the to the woodshed and won this one <laughs> again. Um, new CBA now consists of 17 game schedule, three preseason games, 14 playoff teams, so seven each side, one bye week in the playoffs. Um, there's just a number of questionable things here with this CBA and. 
I get it why it passed. You know, you have there's a large majority of the players who are making, you know, relatively less than the higher end are the guys. So when they see a bump in pay, that may be in an immediate return as opposed to looking at the long term. Um, you know, looking down the road at their futures outside right. of just their, you know, one, two, three years of maybe playing in the league. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. I, I, I woke up, saw it. I was like, okay, well, that's just, it's just the way that it is with the CBA yeah. and the league. These players, they just, they can't come together and do anything together because there is such a separation between the top end guys making their amount of money versus, you know, an undrafted free agent or, or a sixth or seventh round pick who's made a little bit of money. Um, and just wants to stay in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there, man. It's, you know, the average lifespan of an NFL player is like three and a half years, right? So they're not thinking long-term because, like you said, most of these guys in and out three and a half years, right, in one year. Guys guys only play mm-hmm. one year before before an injury happens or before they're just eclipsed and they, they don't have the skill to keep up with it, whatever it is. The, the fact that it only passed by 60 votes is very telling to me. I think that the veterans and these guys really had a chance to to push it over the edge and win this vote and get this shot down so they could renegotiate something different. Um, and then I think coronavirus hit, man. I think these guys see these other leagues that are just suspending operations entirely. You know, guys are questioning, you know, are we getting paid on, because, you know, like NBA guys, are they getting paid? We don't know. They're per contract, they're per game check, stuff like that. I, they freaked out a little bit, and I think they voted yes. I'm not a I'm not a fan of this. You guys all heard my rant about it a couple weeks ago. I don't like I don't like expanding the schedule. I don't like expanding the playoffs. It, the NFL is far from perfect, but the schedule was just about as good as it gets. Um, getting the number one seed now in the AFC or the NFC is the most crucial thing. Starting in 2021 it is the most crucial thing. Because getting an extra bye week when all these other teams have played 17 games with one bye week and then have to roll into more playoff games, getting that first round bye in the playoffs is going to be huge. We are going to see number one seeds cruise to the Super Bowl, I think, year after year just because they get that extra little break. We've already seen one and two seeds make to the Super Bowl at a significantly higher rate than the teams that have to play on wild card weekend because they get that extra rest. Just giving one team on each side, it's <laughs> it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for these guys on the other side. Yeah, the number one seed now becomes you know very, very very important. You know, it also I mean I can understand where the league views it as a um, a money thing as well because like we talked about before, uh, that week 15, 16, and seventeen can be a lot more. Um, High-profile games for teams that are on the cusp, or teams mm-hmm. are on just the, you know, in the hunt. You know, some, you know, these past couple of years, you know, when you're in the hunt, when you're really not. But that extra game may make all the difference between the one, the two seed, and the one seed, or the eight seed, or the seven seed, just to get you in. So there's, yeah. there's, um, there's some excitement there. I can see where they're coming from. The, um, the, the no additional bye week bothers me with this. You know, you have. You got guys playing on short weeks of Thursday night football. You got mm-hmm. guys playing on short weeks of Monday night football. You got all the travel that goes with it. And then you have um, 16 teams are going to be getting an additional home game as opposed to the other 16 on the road. So it's just, it's it creates an imbalance, but mm-hmm. it also opens the door for the 18-game season. 
which would probably come in the next two to three years. You, well, you can well only, that's, that's they, the thing. The CBA, arbitrate this. the CBA, yeah, they can arbitrate it, but the CBA did say that it's, it's only, it's only 17. And they don't want any more. Right. That's what, that's what the CBA says. Now, like you said, uh, I don't trust the owners. So the owners <laughs> could have something up their sleeve. I, I think doing these deals for a decade worth of labor piece, or whatever they want to call it, is just bad business for the players yeah. because so much stuff changes. Think how different football is in 2020 than it was in 2010. It's a completely different league. Yeah. It's just yeah. to say in 2030, who knows? Who knows what this league is going to look like? I don't like the 10-year deal. I think you're right. It does open up for them to be like, well, you guys, you guys don't like the imbalance, <laughs> so you know what we can do? We can always just crank it back up. But the owners can't yeah. even they can't even feign like they care about player safety at this point. They can't. There's no, no. way the league can sit here and go, we're concerned with no the fuck you aren't because you're keep putting in extra games, you're not giving them extra bye weeks, you're doing all this stuff just because guess what? Cash rules everything around me. The owners are goddamn Wu Tang clan. Cream. That's all it is. <laughs> Cream yeah. to the owners. That's all it is. It's they, they can't even feign like they care. Yeah, and yeah. It, you said it. You said it, man. It's um, it's really hard to wrap my head around. It's the seventeen game thing is just really annoying. Um, could it be something that they're going to do by moving a team to Jacksonville? You know, and you create that extra game there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 just a weird setup. The expanded roster, fifty eight players on the on the on the roster, t- and then the game day is forty eight. I don't know much of a difference that makes. And I, I read somewhere you have to have eight offensive linemen mm-hmm. uh, on the active roster for that as well. Um, the the twelve you're 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 losing twelve padded practices that could be an upside for the t- for the players, mm-hmm. um, but I think this is more money money driven and fan driven um, to get more eyes on things and then once these TV deals come in depending on if the world doesn't end you know by then <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll see you'll see some increase there and I, I wonder what they'll be what these TV deals will look like now that this is in place um, and I think you said it best you know with the with the fear of what's going on right now in the world. Um, maybe they wanted to go ahead and get on top of this before anything else kind of falls or slows down. Yeah. Um, you know, since there is no NBA, there's no NHL, there's no college basketball, there's nothing on TV right now. Um, and for the NFL to continue as business business as usual, that may um, inspire some confidence with you know NBC, Fox, ABC, ESPN. These companies come to the to to the uh, negotiating table and hammer this thing out before it gets any worse. So. Um, CBA's passed. I don't think either one of us like it, but I guess, like anything, we will all adjust to it. And eventually, you know, two, three years down the road, we won't be bitching about it like we are right now. Yep. Because maybe it turns out to be some really great stuff. And, you know, I think change is good sometimes, but I, at the same time, like you said, the, ski, the schedule was perfect. 16, 16 games, six playoff teams. The playoffs were perfect. Just keep certain things the way they are. You can make these fundamental changes to the game as far as safety stuff. And still keep it, you know, keep it relatively a good product. But we'll see how this goes. Um, With the CBA, the cap is actually lower than expected. Mm -hmm. Um, It was supposed to be in that 202 to 204 range from a lot of reading that I had done. And it comes in at 198.2 million. So all this negotiating to not have a humongous increase in the cap. Um, it's funny because then, you know, the Niners, because we, we are a Niner-based podcast, there is a guy that would require a tag or some a big extension coming this offseason. That's Eric Armstead. So mm-hmm. it really doesn't help the Niners in that situation either. But league-wide, 198.2 mil and whatever these TV deals look like, it's going to not it's gonna look pretty bad, I think. Yeah, it, the, the tag deadline is tomorrow, 11.59 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time. Uh, by then, we're going to know if the 49ers are slapping the tag on Eric Armstead. Um, a lot of teams haven't done their tag stuff yet. I think they were waiting for the CBA to get passed and to see what the cap is going to look like. Uh, I still believe that they are going to tag Eric Armstead. Now, whether they tag him and trade him or they just tag him just to hold on to him and then and negotiate something long-term, uh, we'll see. I don't foresee him playing for the 49ers on, on the tag. We'll get into more of the 49ers free agency stuff later. Um, but let's talk about some news that did come out today. Um, it involves the 49ers, and it involves a certain quarterback who has been inexplicably tied to the 49ers because people took a rumor and ran with it and took it as fact and overreported the interest <laughs> that the 49ers had. And that is Tom Brady. That came out today that officially the Tom Brady rumor is dead. D-E-D, dead. The thing is done. 49ers have no interest. Tom Brady, his number one choice was the San Francisco 49ers, but doesn't matter. You have to have mutual interest, two to tango, that whole thing. Tom Brady is not coming to San Francisco. He will not be the 49ers quarterback. Take a deep breath, because guess what? That rumor is donezo. Let's go. Yeah, I think you and I, we said it as well. You know, I'm, I'm the conversation was had. I think the Niners had a call. They talked to him. I think the Niners, John Lynch and Kyle Shannon, had a discussion. And, you know, uh, uh, the the way they've spoken to the fan base and the media about how they want to build this roster, I think they, went to, they wanted to stay with their consistent message and stay with, you know, sustainable success, continued growth. Um, and you can't do that with a 43-year-old quarterback because you're tying yourself to a two-year window only. Whereas if you have a... 28, 29-year-old quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, you're creating yourself, you know, four, five, six years of possible sustainable success. So the, the pros outweighs the cons in this situation. The pros of keeping Jimmy Garoppolo versus the cons of adding Jimmy, adding Tom Brady, they, did, they just didn't mesh up. And, you know, there's people out there already making um, a mess out of the word usage. Niners are out. So that must have meant they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it would be negligent of the Niners front office to not have considered it. It would be negligent of the Niners front office to not have had just a discussion. Right. That's what you do as a franchise. You, you're always looking to get better. And if you can find a way to get better and do so, you will. Um, in this case, Tom Brady doesn't make the 49ers team better. We've we've seen the numbers. The numbers show that Jimmy Garoppolo played a better year uh, than Tom Brady did last season. Granted, you could have some... Um, you know, the Niners' weapons are better. But Jimmy Garoppolo's offensive line wasn't as good as the, the Patriots. So there's there's a whole bunch of give and take with those two. But I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, now the last one that needs to go away is the Kirk Cousin uh, discussion, <laughs> which will probably come up midseason, depending on if the Niners are, you know, 4-4 four and four or 8-4. and four. You know, it just it just depends on those things there. But yep. I'm glad the Tom Brady thing is over. That is done. Like you said, D-E-E-D, dead. Um, <laughs> it's... uh. I mean, I don't know what the Niners had to do to the front office had to do for people to to realize it wasn't a legitimate thing. Um, and there was a lot of discussion on who gains the most from this. Tom Brady gains the most by having the you know creating some fake leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, the Niners are in, and Don Yee is the agent of Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady. We didn't hear a word from Jimmy Garoppolo throughout this process. We only heard words from his teammates. Um, that locker room is stands behind him in fear of losing the locker room if you bring in a guy like Tom Brady and replace a guy who just took you to the Super Bowl 
Yep. Granted, you can have your discussion on, oh, the coach, the defense, the running game. You still have to have your quarterback in place to make the throws. And he had made the throws consistently for most part of the season. He came up short in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, we're not having this discussion. Yeah. Um, but speaking of other quarterbacks that got paid, <sighs> since since the contract is the number one thing people like to bring up about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That's the one thing. Like, ah, he's overpaid. Oh, they made him yeah. so highly paid, and he can't do it, and he's mediocre. Well, speaking of mediocre, Ryan Tannehill just signed a contract today. Four years, $118 million. It is pretty much all guaranteed. It's like the Kirk Cousins kind of deal here that he that his agent pulled off with the Tennessee Titans. He's now getting paid more than Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you're more comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo than Ryan Tannehill, then you need to shut the hell up about the money. Because we, this is what we yeah. told y'all. It's the cost of doing business. This is what happens in the NFL. You you, just, you have to pay quarterbacks. You have to pay them. Tennessee, look, Ryan Tannehill was pretty good for them down the stretch. They, he was able to ride that defense and, and Derrick Henry and let them do their thing. And he just needed to not mess it up. They weren't built to play from behind. They got behind against Chiefs. That's how it goes. A lot of teams get behind against Chiefs, right? Yeah. I, Tannehill, I don't, I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he's getting paid like one. Just because yeah. Tennessee knew that they had to do something to hold on to a guy, because otherwise he's going to go to Chicago. He's going to he's going to go to any one of the other needy quarterback needy teams. He might go to uh, the Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland. He might go to the Chargers. There's a lot of destinations. We're about to see a quarterback, you know, carousel here that we haven't seen in a long, long time. Tennessee had to pay their man if they wanted to keep him, and they paid him. And and we said that the cap didn't go up much this year. But looking to next year, they're saying it might be a significant jump, like a twenty million dollar jump, looking at two twenty next year for the for the cap, which allows the 49ers to make a lot of moves, but it also allows teams to kind of overpay for guys like this. And if the cap yeah. does jump, Jimmy looks so much better. That contract looks better and better anytime a quarterback signs anything. Um just a real quick, just for reference, the Ranking of QBs by average annual salary: Russell Wilson, thirty-five million; Ben Roethlisberger, thirty-four million; Aaron Rodgers, thirty-three and a half; um, Jerry Goff, thirty-three and a half; <laughs> Wentz, thirty-two; uh, Matt Ryan, thirty million; Ryan Tannehill, twenty-nine. That puts him seventh if you're not keeping count out there. Number eight, <laughs> Kirk Cousins at twenty-eight million; number nine, twenty-seven and a half for Jimmy Garoppolo, and number ten, twenty-seven for Matthew Stafford. Now. Out of those quarterbacks, um, just from a production-based standpoint, I would simply put put Wilson, Rogers, Wentz, Ryan, Jimmy, Golf, Cousins, Stafford, then Tannehill. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but the money shakes up that way. It's just the cost of doing business, everybody. And for the Niners to have done this deal three years ago. Um, they're very happy with the result, and I don't think anyone should keep bringing it up. I think we've, I think most folks have beaten a dead horse on this one. It's, yeah. it's just the cost of doing business in the NFL, and if you you're not going to go anywhere with a low level quarterback. Ryan Tannehill did show up; he played fairly well down the stretch for them, but his career arc shows you he is inconsistent throughout. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the Titans do. I think they have a great coach. I think they have a good defense. We'll see if they keep Derrick Henry. Uh, they have a really young, talented wide receiver. Um, and we'll see what happens with Corey Davis and their tight end situation because they did release Delaney Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Titans, the Titans should be fine, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see how he does. And it also could be just something 
where Adam Gase just sucks. That could be also true. So there's there's that <laughs> with with the Ryan Tannehill thing. Um, but yeah, you know, enough of the Jimmy Garoppolo contract talk. You know, he's getting he's properly paid for his position. Um, and then you know you got two other guys are going to be at the top of this list of probably bump Jimmy right down to that 11, 12 spot in total salary. So yep. Dak, Mahomes, Watson are all going to end up bumping, you know, the bottom three guys down. Cousins, yep. Garoppolo, Stafford will be out of that, out of the conversation as far as the top 10 guys who are getting paid um, top 10 money. So it's just, it's just business. It's just the way it goes. And you're yep. going to see a lot of big contracts in the next couple of days. I know we saw it last year where everyone freaked out with Quan Alexander's contract. And then you really look at it after the fact. You're like, oh, the Niners made a smart business decision. Go figure. <laughs> um, it's just people are lazy. They view things at you know face value without doing the research. It's not hard. The internet is free. I'm going to keep saying it. It's all there. I'm literally looking at these contracts um, as, as how, they're, uh, how they're mapped out. But congratulations to Tannehill. You know, yeah, get your money, man. Set. Yeah. How many, how many $100 million contracts is that for him? Two? Two, I think. He got yeah. one in Miami, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. So good so for Tannehill. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that just goes down in history as like, was he ever really worth the money? I don't know, but he made it. And yeah. fake it till you make it, man. Uh, Tannehill, he had a good year. he had a good career. Texas A and M. He might have just got like he said, Gase might just suck. And we're about yeah. to find out this year because he's got Sam Darnold. Um, but before we get into the free agency stuff, you know, we got to take a quick break. We got we got a word from our sponsors, and then when we come back, we are going to give you our favorite free agents out there that the 49ers could go and take a look at. With no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you might think there's nothing to bet on, right, Javi? Right. I mean, it's it's dead out here. Wrong. Wrong. You know why? Wrong. Our sponsor, BetOnline.ag, has you. They still have hundreds of places to make your wagers. They have the online casino, poker, Blackjack, they're all open 24 hours a day, all online. No need to go see anyone in, per- <laughs> in, in, in person. No no need to go to a casino and catch the coronavirus. Yeah. Sports aren't totally done either. They've still got mixed martial arts and esports. That's on the rise, right? All these guys making a ton of money playing video games. You can go bet on them. If you're in entertainment, guess what they got? They got American Idol, the elections that are coming up, the spelling bee. The spelling bee. Even, what? The spelling bee. You can you can bet on the spelling bee, man. Those kids are so smart. You can bet on the spelling bee. <laughs> they even got the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on July fourth. You, you you can't go wrong here. So you just want to make sure that when you log in to betonline.ag, you use the promo code Blue Wire, all one word, and it'll be a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's huge. It's a lot of free money to go bet on the spelling bee, guys. So just, just don't forget betonline.ag. Your new ticket to online action. So free agency starts tomorrow, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, the Niners have some questions. They do. <laughs> they have quite a few questions. The Niners have limited resources as far as money goes and um, draft capital for any type of possible trades um, that usually happen in this period. Um Something that just came across the timeline just now is, you know, we were going to get into it, but I figured we just might as well bring it up if folks didn't, if folks missed it. Um, according to Jason Lock and Fura, take, you know, do it, do what you want with that information. Yep. Um, the Fortnite is making significant headway on a multi-year extension with Eric Armstead that would preclude them from having to place the franchise tag 
on him. Now that is a good sign because the Niners need as much cap space as possible. Um, by giving or doing a long-term extension, that does create more cap space. Um, but we talked about it before. I think you need to get DeForest Buckner done first because his fifth-year option is pretty high. Um, but it is a good sign that Eric Armstead and the Niners are having these conversations, and hopefully we can get Eric Armstead back on a relatively cheap or team-friendly deal. Um, according to Track, they have him at a $15.5 million average per uh, year on the deal. I think that would be – I think that's, that's right. I think that's right um, based on his – his entire career and just, you know, not just one year's work um, and just keeping the whole gang together. I think that would be yeah. right to do that four-year, $62 million contract with, you know, maybe $40 million guaranteed, somewhere around there. I, I don't know the whole logistics, the details of it, but I think that is a good sign. What do you, how, where are you at on that? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I got after after Dylan D. Simone suggested the whole OBJ trade thing, I got kind of stuck on that and I really wanted to do it. Um, but I understand why it wouldn't happen and why that's just us two kind of riffing on it and, and, and rolling with it. Because, um, again, just like we talked about with Tom Brady and the 49ers, it takes two to tango. The Browns could be sitting here and going, no, we're not trading OBJ. They have a new head yeah. coach in the building. They have a, you know, Stefanski could come in and say, I, this is my guy. I want to keep him. I have a plan for him. I'm going to force feed him like he should be force fed because that's how good of a wide receiver he is. And they could just be like, no, we're not even entertaining trade offers right now. That could be how the Browns are handling it. Um, it's, it's nice to keep Armstead. Uh, I know you said they want to get Buckner done. Um, Buckner's fifth-year option got bumped down $2 because his, mm-hmm. his uh, designation as a position was moved from defensive end to defensive tackle, uh, which is just such a funny way to do fifth-year options instead of just straight up, you were picked in this slot, this is what you're getting paid. They go by position. And by Buckner playing like inside. numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah, by Buckner playing inside, which he does, he's a, he's a defensive tackle. Um, he does lose two million dollars on that. Um, so <laughs> a, a little bit of reprieve for the 49ers, but I think you're right. They, I think they will get a long term deal done soon. Um, I think they're waiting for Armstead to sign his. Honestly, I think what they want to do is they want Armstead to sign, and then they're going to give Buckner just a little bit more. Not a lot yeah. more, but a little bit more. So if, if let's say Armstead is worth four for sixty two. Uh, I think Buckner could come in there and argue, I'm four for 70 with a higher guaranteed money. And that, that's something I would be comfortable with because I, I feel like that's that pays them in not the top, top tier of their position, but a high tier of their position, which again is going to look like a, a, a discount once other guys sign contracts. And a couple yeah. years down the road, it's going to be a bargain. So... I, I, I'm cool with keeping Armstead around. Um, Jason looking for is kind of one of the spaghetti journalists I was talking about, where he throws it up against the wall and hope it's hopes it sticks. Um, he <laughs> might be right, he might not. I'm seeing it from a couple other places too, but again, some of those I don't necessarily trust all that well. Um, a lot of guys throwing darts at the at a wall, uh, but you know I would like to keep him around. I think you're right. You keep the band together, it can work. We've seen what this front four can do when healthy. Uh, Armstead, I, I want to make it very clear, Armstead was not a flash in the pan this year. This was no, not his first and only good year. A lot of people like to tell me that. It's not true. It's not the case. No. Because if you think back to Buckner, uh, Buckner had one of those years where he only had like five sacks, something like that. And then the mm-hmm. next year he explodes for 12, right? 
And everybody goes, oh, where did this come from? And, and when you go back and you watch the tape from the year before he had 12, he was the king of almost. He almost had sacks. He was getting quarterback hits. He was consistently getting pressure. And then all of a sudden, you put it all together. And that's what really happened for Armstead. Armstead, we've talked about it before. He was asked to switch positions. He was asked to gain weight. He was asked to lose weight. He was asked to jump all around. And they finally found a place for him. And he plays it very well. And I think keeping him and Buckner together, even, just the Oregon bros together, I think is huge for this defense. Because I think they really feed off each other and play extremely well on the inside when they got to rush the passer on third down. Yeah. And, you know, with the Armstead thing, with with the money – now with Potrack, you know it may not be completely accurate how they do this, but uh, four year sixty two. I looking at it now, it might seem a little low um, because of the guaranteed money. But I remember just, we talked about it a couple episodes ago with uh, Buckner. His base number would be the sixty three million guaranteed that Fletcher Cox got, and that was you know three four years ago. So mm-hmm. with inflation, we could be looking at possibly somewhere to where Buckner's getting a. $70 million guaranteed contract or potentially having more guarantees than Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, at 75, $76 million. Yeah. So that, that's just also up in the air too. I just want to, I don't want to contradict what we talked about before. Um, and I was just remembering that, but yeah, keep, keep the band together if you can. Um, I think it's wise to do so. Also, you know, if if the Niners have a target specific at thirty one, just stay at thirty one, or just trade back and add more assets and and figure things out. There there's some flexibility on this roster to move guys. Marquise Goodwin was on his Instagram today talking about if I get traded or if I get cut or whatever. What do you think of my future? He was asking the fans, and you know, some of it was nice. Some some people weren't too nice. Um, it's just a it's a uh, it's a dirty business. Mm-hmm. Um, fans are fans are ruthless. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm with you too. If 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 there is a trade to be made um, with Armstead, and you can execute that trade and get yourself quite a bit of value back, as opposed to letting him walk in free agency and then just receiving a third a third round pick in 2021 mm-hmm. as compensation, I would do that. And you know, the trade that we we both are in on is the. Odell Beckham situation yep. if that is the case if that's available and the Browns are like yeah bring us Armstead we'll give you Odell we'll swap a couple picks and we're good to go I would be all for that especially at the cost of, of Odell Beckham so um it's it's a it's a fun fun little exercise and I think the Niners would be right to keep him but they also would would not would be justified if they moved on from him and added some other pieces um or just got some draft capital in return so I'm I'm not opposed either way um I just want to keep Buckner to be quite honest with you. As long as <laughs> Buckner is still on this team, I'm I'm good to go there. Yeah. Um the other with with free agency being open, the tampering period started, so the Niners are able to um to have conversations with outside free agents. And right. how how far have we come? Four years ago, the Niners are overpaying for Kyle Juszczyk. They're bringing in Brian Hoyer. They're Malcolm Had to go get Smith. Pierre Garçon and pay him. Malcolm Ugh. Smith. Ugh. Um, the the long list of really big contracts that had um, just something there to help create a culture. Um, now it's people want to come here as opposed to Niners yep. having to go chase players. Um, so the Niners could make some deals here at a, at a significant value and a significant discount because players want to win. Some guys value winning over their dollars, and there's some guys in the league that are free agents, a little bit older, who have made plenty of money elsewhere, and maybe they just want to win. They want to make the playoffs. There's guys who haven't made the playoffs. 
Um, we I know you and I had a list of guys we wanted to talk about. Is yep. there? Did you want to start with our own guys the Niners have on free agency, or did you want to start with the outside guys? Yeah, let's go and start with our own guys. And I think we, we both okay. had the same top four. Um, yeah. So so Ronnie Blair, need Easy. need need him back. Need him back. I I was I, I've been a Ronnie Blair guy for a couple years now. I thought what he did last year before the injury was incredible. They said he might start the year on the pup list. Um, if that's the case, that's actually not a bad thing because um, that means he can come in with fresh legs and be ready to go week four. And, you know, if they get an early buy again this year, when it's going Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. As it comes out, they're going to need they're gonna need all the fresh legs they can get. Um, after that, KB, Kendrick Bourne, all the man does is easy catch one, touchdowns and first downs, right? And he, as of right now, the only guy that's that's healthy and in the wide receiver room on the roster is Debo Samuel. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Trent Taylor and Jalen Her- Jalen Herder are under contract, but you know both of them are dealing with injuries. Uh, KB not not under contract. Emmanuel Sanders not under contract. Jordan Matthews not under contract. I guess Richie James is there, but it's sparse. It's thin. So you got to keep a guy like Kendrick Bourne around. Um, great locker room guy, great attitude guy. Love what he love the energy he brings, and also very very clutch, very very clutch wide receiver for the 49ers. Um, after that, we're looking at Ben Garland, the, the the center step in guard interior offensive line guy that can kind of do a little bit of everything. Stepped in for Weston Richburg after he went down with injury and played pretty well. Played pretty well throughout the whole season. So uh, Ben Garland's one, and then the last one we have was Levine Tololo. Right, your yeah. your third tight end, your blocking tight end, and like you were saying before, we jumped on here. If if the 49ers find somebody late in the draft or in in the undrafted free agency pool and they bring him in, uh, Toilolo is not a guy that's going to break the bank to to move on from him. So give him a two year contract with very little guarantees that are mostly on the roster bonus and and go from there. But I think those are yeah, the top four guys. Yeah, easily Ronnie Blair and Kendrick Bourne. Ben Garland, Tolo, you know that's an you know that's guy like we like you just said. If if you find something in the undrafted free agent pool or or you draft a guy late, um, that's a guy you can move off of. Same thing with Ben Garland. You know if you find an ample replacement in the draft early um, at center slash guard, then you can move off that. But KB and Ronnie Blair, I think, are the two most important guys outside of Armstead um, and Jimmy Ward. Um, but I don't, I don't think Ward or Sanders are going to be coming back. I'm fifty fifty on both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Ronnie. Um, I think Ronnie Blair, Ronnie Blair is a must-have. He had like he's priority number one, and then KB's priority number two. You know, on the on the lower end of the the salary spectrum, those two guys need to be back for this team. Um, and KB wants to be back. He's you know he's always on Twitter working out. He's said it. 49ers, I want you, and that's that's hopefully the case. Um, Ronnie Blair has been working out hard on his Instagram live. If you follow that stuff, yep. Um, running, he's back running already. So there's there's some optimism there with him. Um, and the Niners would be smart to bring those guys back. You know, yep. Ronnie Blair has been on this team 
through the bulky era, through the chip era, through the Tom Sula era. He's been through the bad years, and he's experiencing the good years now, too. So um, I like Ronnie Blair, and I think he should be back. Um, and then, you know, we have our free agent little wish list. Um, I'll let you start because I think, I think I'm going to piss people off with one of my guys. So I'll let you start. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, one last little thing about Ronnie Blair, uh, FCS guy. So automatically, big soft spot in my heart. As a JMU guy, I love seeing the FCS guys make it to the next level and do really well. Um, also, that injury might have been a, a blessing in disguise. So I think if Ronnie Blair continued to play at the same level he was playing at all last year and never got hurt, he'd be in line for a big, big, big contract. And I yeah. think if teams hey, are you know smart, what? they'll try and pay him because he is good. Something something that you brought up just a second ago about early bye weeks, we were discussing about the CBA. This is just a off topic. Sorry, I, I wanted to throw this in here. Are they should get rid of those early bye weeks. They should, but they won't. If you're it's going it. 17 weeks, get rid of the early bye week. They should. It might move. It might move to week five is the earliest one because uh, right now it's Christ. week four. But they really should get rid of it. The problem is they still have TV contracts to fill, and they got to play X number of games during bye weeks. So they can only have X number of teams on buys when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, man. Cream, baby. Cash rules everything around me. That's how the NFL operates. Um, but back to back to free agents Ugh. that are not on the 49ers. That made um, me mad just now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My number one guy. It's not even number one guy. I just have I just have some guys I like. Um, and one of the players that I'm a big fan of is Cameron Wake. Uh, he's just let go by the Tennessee Titans. He's 38 years old. Let's let's be very honest here. He's filling one role and one role only, and that is situational pass rusher. He's the guy you send in on third and eleven on third and nine, where he only has one job. Pin your ears back and go get the quarterback. Uh, the 49ers, once you're in your Super Bowl window as a team, that's when you really got to start bringing in aging veterans who have one very specific job. And I think the situational pass rusher is a, is a great one to fill. Oh, we saw you know we saw the Chiefs do it with Terrell Suggs last year when, once he got let go by the Cardinals. It's just something you need to do. You need to have that guy. The 49ers had Elvis Dumerville. For a couple years, right? And he was leading the team in sacks because they were bad. <laughs> you know, those, those teams were bad. Um, but Dumerville filled that role, and it's just, you know, he was looking for one last paycheck. I think you can get somebody like Cameron Wake, who spent, you know, most of his career in Miami not winning anything. Yeah. I think he's hungry to to win at this point in his career. I might be wrong. He might be hunting for a paycheck because he's a terrible investor. I don't know. <laughs> but if, if he's looking to win, the 49ers are not a bad place to go. Uh, still a freak of an athlete, still able to get after the quarterback. Again, 10, 15, 20 snaps a game, tops. Don't even practice him during the week. Have him on the pup list during the week or D whatever. Ford. Yeah. Have him on the D Ford practice list. Yeah, the D Ford practice list. The When we were talking to Cameron Cox about the about the Arizona Cardinals, the, the Terrell Suggs practice list, right? He's on the, he's on the too old to perform list. Because he knows what his yeah. job is. Uh, and rushing a passer, it's something that it does deteriorate with age, but not as quickly as other things do. Uh, he can still come in and still be productive. And again, if you think about who he'll be lining up with, if they extend Armstead, if they extend Buckner, Bosa, I mean, D Ford, Ronnie Blair, all these guys that they can just throw in there, uh, Cameron, Cameron Wake just gives them one more option. And he's a cheap he's a cheap guy that you can put make most of his contract uh Incentive based, right? Hey, we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars per sack. 
We'll give you a base salary and then $500,000 per sack. That's going to keep him motivated because he knows that that's going to be his payday. I say go for it. I'm cool with it. Cameron Wake, bring him in. Let him be that guy, that, that, that veteran presence on the defensive line. Just get the quarterback, man. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I'm not opposed to Cameron Wake. Um, 38 years old, you know, you, you limit his snaps, you limit his practices. You get the most out of him, you know, one or two years left or maybe just one year left on his mm-hmm. in his career. Um I'm going with a guy that could be could be you're looking to replace production if Eric Armstead goes away. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're gonna get everything that Eric Armstead did back with this player, but if you're getting some of it for half the number, um, I think it's a good value and that's Quentin Jefferson, Seattle Seahawk, um, fifth round pick, uh, three years ago or four years ago, excuse me. Um He's he's available and his you know his average annual salary is gonna be right around that four and a half five and a half million dollar price range. He's only twenty seven, um, plays inside and out. He does kind of what Eric Armstead does, but Armstead is just better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Niners, like you said, they're looking for cheaper options um, to sustain this. You know, at this point now they're really good. Get the window. You have the window. You have to find pieces that complement everyone else around them. Um, and a guy that can fit there is Quinn Jefferson. He did well in Seattle. He's had a pretty good career. Um, and I know he caused some havoc in our in the games the Niners played against him. He's not really a sack crazy guy, but he does get, make a lot of solo tackles. He's in the backfield consistently. Get does get rather rather good pressure. Three and a half sacks last year. Twenty six tackles, fourteen solo. Um, I, I like Quinn Jefferson. I, I thought he was a pretty good pretty good player. Um, played fourteen games last year. He's only played sixteen games once, and I think that's part of why his his numbers are down. Just because I think well, part of it was some injury, uh, but this this is a value free agent, like something you can get at the bargain bin, and the Niners need to make some bargains, and this would be one of them. Yeah, I I I, I like him, and I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, if this Armstead news comes down to not be true, and they they really can't get him, and they end up trading him, whatever it is. You got to replace it somewhere, and you got to find a guy that plays similar play style. Um, I, I like guys like Antavia Street. I like Julian Taylor. But they haven't been able to stay healthy, so you do need to bring in extra bodies. And defensive line is one of those one of those groups of players that you can never have too many bodies. Um, and and I think I think Jefferson will be a fantastic addition if they decide to go that route. Um, if Armstead comes back, I think that's all for naught because I don't think they're going to go after him at that point. Because um, again, you're not going to only spend yeah. so much money in in one area on the team. But correct. If Armstead does move on, he is playing a different uniform next year. That's not a bad route to go. Um, we talked about the wide receiver group and how it's Debo Samuel, Richie James versus the world right now that's on the active roster. Uh, I'm going to bring up a guy. He played in Chicago last year, um, but before Chicago, he played for Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. That's Terry Taylor Gabriel. Uh, it sounds like the 49ers are going to move off of Marquise Goodwin. They, they've publicly said they're trying to trade him, which is basically the last step of like a desperation plea. Like, hey, please, someone offer us something for him before we cut him. Because yeah. that's that's where they're at with Goodwin. Um, he did. Uh, he's one of those guys who was a stopgap guy. He did his job while he was here. Uh, a man that's been through unspeakable personal tragedies over and over and over again. Um, you know, your heart bleeds for him. But at the end of the day, business as usual, right? The NFL is a business. Yep. They're going to have to make a business decision, and they're going to have to move on. Uh, and Taylor Gabriel can fill that role. He's your small speedster guy. Uh, played with Shanahan in Atlanta. He, you know, he understands the system. The verbiage will be very similar once he comes out, if he comes out, excuse me. Um, 
and speedster guy that can just take the top off the defense. Not Jimmy Garoppolo's best ball, but that's fine. You still need to have that threat on the field because if you can't, you're, you're just going to get them to bog down and, and, and hug the middle of the field. Even if the quarterback doesn't throw it very well, which when we talk to Johnny Kinsley, he throws it fine. Deep ball project. Jimmy Garoppolo throws it fine. He says throw it very often. And part of that, I think, is is the personnel. Taylor Gabriel can fill that speedster role, and I wouldn't mind bringing him in on a cheap, again, incentive-laden deal because players want to come out to win. Uh, yeah, I'm not opposed to Taylor Gabriel. There's only one wide receiver that I want, and he hasn't been released yet, and that's uh, Marvin <laughs> Jones. So hopefully not. I'm not wishing anything negative to happen to the man, but just please, Detroit, do something stupid and cut him. <laughs> and that would be the only guy that I would pursue. Um, but I'm not opposed to Taylor Gabriel as well. But I think with Taylor Gabriel, you get a lot of the same um, with what we already have on the roster. But um, since the roster is pretty bare at the wide receiver position, we don't know what we're going to get from Pettis. We don't know what we're going to get from Jalen Hurd. Mm-hmm. Um, back issues with Jalen Hurd are, are a big deal. And Trent Taylor's had five foot surgery. So who knows if that's going to hold up. So you really just have Debo and hopefully KB back, and then Richie James. So who knows what's going to happen with Richie James. But I w- I'm not opposed to Taylor Gabriel, and he would come pretty cheap. Um, and he's, he knows the system. And he was he was throwing some pretty crazy numbers that year in Atlanta when they went to the, they went, when they went to the Super Bowl. Yep. I was like, who is this guy? Um, so Kyle knows how to use him. Um, the the and, other thing is with the, the draft being so deep for wide receivers, it's going to be extra cheap for free agents for wide receiver yeah. free agents because teams know that they can get that production out of rookies. So they're not going to go throw a bunch of money at a free agent wide receiver when they just yeah. know first uh, firsthand, like, oh, I can get I can get this out of a seventh-round receiver. I can get this out of a sixth-round receiver. I'm not going to go pay you $5 million a year to do it. So free agent wide receivers this year could come pretty cheap, especially if A.J. Green gets the tag in Cincinnati. He did get it, whole, right? That's what they said, but it hasn't become official yet. Um so if that's the case, I mean, there's not a whole lot of wide receivers out there, and teams aren't going to be clamoring for them just because of how deep this wide receiver class is. So Gabriel could come extremely cheap. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I would, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It, it would be a good fit. Yeah. Um, now the Niners have, they're going to have questions at safety, um, whether Jimmy Ward comes back or not, um, and I'm not looking to. I'm looking to get somebody in the draft as far as the safety goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also look for a veteran um, a guy played for the Chargers, familiar with the system. Adrian Phillips is a free agent. Now, I know he did play a lot of snaps last year because Derwin James was gone and he played fairly well. So his cost may not be low, but the safety market has been pretty pretty conservative as far as like money goes. So yeah. I don't I don't foresee the Niners having to spend too much to acquire a guy like that. Again, they're always looking to improve, and if you can get a veteran guy behind Tart, Tart is a veteran himself. But what I'm saying is, you saw the drop off when Tart was off the field, right? Uh, when Marcel Harris came in, Adrian Phillips can do both. He can run, defend, pass, defend. He's not great at either one, but he's good enough. Um, I don't know of the the huge fall off between Tart and Adrian Phillips, but we did see the huge drop off with uh, Marcel Harris on the field. Right. So I think the Niners would be smart to improve there by adding a veteran safety. Adrian Phillips would be my guy. Um, he was a guy that I wanted a while ago, um, <laughs> but at this point, you know, you're you're also looking at 
potentially getting a guy in in the draft as well at the safety position because Tart is a free agent at the end of the next year as well. So there's yeah. there's there's always something there to you know you might be able to find something cheaper with Adrian Phillips while you develop a young guy um, in the draft that you may get later or an undrafted free agent. There's just so many ways the Niners can improve this roster, and I think uh, getting a guy like Adrian Phillips to be there um, just in case Tart gets hurt because Tart has been hurt throughout his whole career. Broken arm, he's had foot issues, he's had... Uh, this year he had the broken ribs, so um, you, you you don't want to take a chance. This is the window. We keep bringing it up. The window is here. It's open. Take advantage of it with some veterans who the Chargers have been in the playoffs, and Adrian Phillips has played in some big games, um, so you're getting that experience there as well. So I would be all in on Adrian Phillips, who would come relatively cheap for his position, and also because the draft is here, uh, the safety class is pretty good. So, um, guys, the value for him wouldn't be that high. Yeah, doubling up on on safety has to be a priority for the 49ers, whether it's re-signing Jimmy Ward and drafting one or it's letting Ward walk, getting someone in free agency and then drafting one, whatever it is. They have to draft a safety this year. They have to. So there's a lot of really good ones out there. I think they can kind of maneuver the draft in a way so they can get their guy. I know you really want Antoine Winfield. Um, I think he could be a second, third-round guy that they could land and could immediately come in and start day one. But you're right. You definitely need to find some depth there. Marcel Harris is not a long-term answer. He's a nice player. He's decent in a pinch, but he's not a top-tier guy. He's not a guy you want starting on a consistent basis. Uh, Tavarius Moore, we saw some ups and downs from him this year. Obviously made big plays in the Super Bowl. But I think, that again, you still need to see more from him. So doubling down and, and, and getting... Multiple people is going to be the way to go, especially at the safety position. Um, my next guy is a guy that I don't really think the 49ers are going to get. I don't. I just want to. I just want to put this out there that I like him as a player. Yeah. And that's that's Graham Glasgow from it might be Glasgow Glasgow. I don't know. I, I don't speak British. So he's from the Lions. He's a guard. He's going to be one of the top guys out on the guard market. Um, you, you know, there's there's some other ones from you know Brandon Scherf. Uh, who's probably getting a tag in Washington. Um, you got Thune coming out of New England who might get the tag, but he might be in line to make a lot of money. Uh, but but Glasgow can can run block, he can pass block. He's just a, he's an upgrade from person. Uh, Lincoln Tomlinson played pretty well all year. Uh, ben Garland and Western Richburg were pretty solid, you know, up the middle. Um, it, Mike Person, you know, again, that's a guy last year that we thought they were going to say, hey, Thank you for your time. We're moving on. And yeah. they didn't. They brought him back, and he started You know, most of the games this year. He, he's okay. He's 31, maybe 30. He'll be 32 by the time the season rolls around. It's time to just move on from him. And, you know, we saw Brunskill play very well at guard, but I think they're going to try and, and groom him to be a tackle so they don't want to throw him in guard and have him learn those tendencies. At Glasgow, he's probably going to end up getting a contract like Norwell did a couple years ago when the Jaguars signed him and they kind of broke the bank for for a guard in in free agency. And uh, I don't like I said I don't think the Niners are going to get him. I just want to go on record that I like him. That's it. Yeah, I just want to throw it out there, <laughs> kind of like I did last year with Shaq Barrett. I was like, eh, this guy's going to be a stud. I think the Niners should get him. They're not going to, but and what did Shaq Barrett go do? He got 19 sacks. So yeah. It's just, this is this is this is my guy this year that I like. I think he's going to be a good player wherever he goes. He might be a little bit overpaid just because of how scarce the the guard market is going to be. But Graham Glasgow from from the Lions is someone to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, he, I yeah, I'm a fan. Um, and then a guy that's probably gonna piss off the entire fan base because <laughs> um, he's a running back. And why would the Niners pay for a running back? I don't know because they already paid for one, um, one who with less production, less history. Um, I'm going with Melvin Gordon, and I don't see an issue with bringing Melvin Gordon in. Um, the Niners, Kyle Shanahan has been looking for a back since he's got here. Mm-hmm. He has. He drafted yeah. Joe Williams. He picks a Matt Breida. He pays extra for uh, Jared McKinnon. He didn't have to go get Tevin Coleman. So what, what would make people think that he wouldn't go after a Melvin Gordon? He went after Le'Veon Bell yep. twice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a need here for a running back, a, a three-down running back. Um, or if you can just have a combination of Melvin Gordon and Raheem Mostert, who Raheem Mostert's on a really, really friendly contract. And Melvin Gordon's market isn't going to be that big either um, as far as money goes. So I, if you're able to go ahead and cut McKinnon, get rid of Breida, cut Tevin Coleman and roll out Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and Melvin Gordon, and then you trust the front office to find another end-drafted guy, you do that. I don't see the issue with Melvin Gordon <clears throat> on this roster. He can run routes. He runs hard. All he does is score touchdowns. I mean, we were, we were what, two years removed from one of his best seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he he's a scoring machine. That's what he does. Um, I understand his he has a drop ball issue. But some of that stuff can be corrected. We also we had that the Niners had the issue with Matt Breida and dropping the ball. So 2018, he had um, 885 yards rushing with 10 touchdowns. Um, it, it I don't I don't know. I'm I'm all in on Melvin Gordon. I, I'm I'm fine with it. I don't understand what people don't like about him. It's um, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, it, he he puts up numbers. I mean, I don't know what else to say because I'm I'm trying to get the Niners back to the Super Bowl, and <laughs> he would be a guy that could help get back there. Um, yeah. So yeah, is it makes yeah, sense? Ten it, touchdowns, it, it, eight yeah. touchdowns. It makes yeah, sense. Ten, eight, eight. Yeah, he's 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 got crazy numbers. He he gambled on his he gambled he on his holdout. He gambled on his holdout and he lost because Austin Eckler came in and crushed it. Right. That that's that's what happened. It, He's gonna come out, and, and there's gonna be teams that go. Well, they got all that production out of Austin Eckler; they can do it. But Austin Eckler's a really good running back, and he was Whoa. just kind of stuck behind Melvin Gordon. So he's, let's let's not let's not twist this up a little bit. Yeah, he made that mistake. Gordon made that mistake, but he's still a really good player. Um, he can, he's had double digit touchdowns every year of his career except for last year, and he had nine. There you go. There you go. He's a dual threat. He can he scores touchdowns, which he. he for those of you keeping track at home, the 49ers stink at scoring touchdowns sometimes. Sometimes they go through stretches where they cannot score touchdowns. Melvin Gordon could solve that. But I'm going to double down. I'm also going to piss off the fan base since you did. Yeah. Like, why not? Let's do it. And I'm saying I'm saying Kenyon Drake, running back from Arizona. Uh, 49ers fans got to see firsthand what Kenyon Drake could do because on his first night in Arizona, he goes out and smokes the 49ers. He put up yeah. big numbers. He put up big numbers on Halloween against them. And I think that's a guy that low mileage, good talent, again, a guy that plays hard and, and, and can can catch the ball, can run the ball, blocks decently well, does a little bit of everything, gives the 49ers that advantage. Again, this is obviously going to uh, go with, you know, Matt Breed is not back. Tevin Coleman is cut. Jared McKinnon is cut. All these other moves have to happen. 
in order for the 49ers to go spend money on a running back. But I'm not opposed to it. Again, yeah. just like you said, roll with Wilson, you know, Mostert, and insert free agent running back here with Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, and then go get a seventh-round run back, an undrafted running back, whatever it is, and let Bobby Turner do his thing. Yeah, I'm not opposed. I don't, I don't understand where people get like mad about it. There's nothing really to be mad about if you're improving your roster. Um, it's just, it just blows my mind. People get mad about that. The the guy, either Melvin Gordon or Kenyon Drake, would be a vast improvement on, you know, get, not getting anything from McKinnon. Uh, Brita fell out a favor. Jeff Wilson is is what he is. He's not he's not gonna be your 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 big back here. Um, and Moster, we saw what Moster can do with his limited snaps. And I, you know, part of that thing with Moster, I, I was, it would always scratch my head. Like Kyle, give him the ball. Like just give him the ball more. If you, but if you want to have a running back by committee, you you got a guy Melvin Gordon who's been doing that the last two years mm-hmm. in L.A. Twelve mm-hmm. games in eighteen, twelve games in nineteen, and both under two hundred touches um, in the run game. Now fifty receptions in eighteen, forty two receptions um, in nineteen. You know he's getting he's getting right around that 220 touch range, so uh, that's not an issue. You're not you're not getting a guy with a lot of tread, like you said. I would I'd be all over this, and if it's a if it's at a relatively cheap cost, I'd be all over this. Get Melvin Gordon or Kenyon Drake um, if you can, and if you also find someone you like in the draft, draft them too. You can never be you, we we've seen this. You can never be with uh, you can never run out of running backs. Yep. You know McKinnon. We lost McKinnon in 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 preseason. You had Brita rolled his ankle. Tevin Coleman had a uh, what do you do? He had a shoulder issue in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like you never know. Like just stockpile running backs. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Just stockpile them if you can. And if you have to put them on the practice squad, put them on the practice squad. Go find another one. You yeah. know that's the beauty of it. But at the same time, I can see people like, well, that's the beauty of it. You can just keep bringing them in. But if you can get a guy like Melvin Gordon in or Kenyon Drake, um, you do it. And that's why the Niners went after Le'Veon Bell. You go after guys who have. The abilities that that Kyle Shanahan wants in a running back, and yep. I know people are going to disagree, but everything I see says that it would be perfect for the 49ers in the in the run game and in the pass game. Granted, he he may have some shaky hands at times, but I'd be all over this. Yeah, yeah. So who, who's your who's your last guy that, that you have your eye on? Uh, that was it. Melvin Gordon was, was my you, last you guy. I, this this okay. free agency class, yeah. This free agency class is is not. This is, you know, to quote the great John Lynch, aggressively prudent. You yeah. go get the bargains at this point. You know, we you said it. Um, the Niners window is open. You go get some veteran bargains. You find some uh, lower level guys at a bargain price who can contribute. Um, you know, you see the Niners got contributions from guys who you didn't expect. Ben Garland, uh, Mike Person. You got contributions from Demontre Moore. You know, the lower end guys, they, they, they picked up the pieces and that keeps the glue together. So if you can find some cheap guys like that, then you go do that. But if you can also spend a little on a, a target, a targeted player, then you go do that as well. So if they have the means to do it, to go get a Melvin Gordon or Kenyon Drake or, or, or a, a Taylor Gabriel, then you, you go out and do that stuff. So, yep. um, and again, the Niners are in a position where team players want to come to San Francisco four years ago. It was, they had to go <laughs> beg guys to show up. What did Kyle Shanahan say? The question that he got asked was, who's going to be the quarterback? He said, we'll figure it out to play the guys that were coming. So it's just, you know, I think they signed uh, Garcon first before they even had Brian Hoyer in the building. So um, the Niners have come a long, long way. 
And, you know, we, I saw that article, did the Niners spend incorrectly? <laughs> Where, what have you been watching the last four years? Like, or three seasons, excuse me. They, they've gone from 0-9 to 6-10 and to 4-12 and to in the Super Bowl. Like, what are you, what are you watching? It's, it's all about coaching and health. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If your team is healthy and you have a legitimate coach like Kyle Shanahan and a front office, you know, with guys that are doing things the right way, you're going to be successful, and the Niners are on their way. And I think I think it's going to be a lot harder to get back to the Super Bowl this year, but mm-hmm. I think they'll be in the hunt, um, especially with this stupid – well, that, that rule for the playoffs doesn't start this year or starts next year. But yeah. um, it's going to be harder because the ball may not bounce their way. They may may not be able to get production from guys who who are backups. you know. But it's – I think this, this is the right coaching staff to get it done, and I think we have a good shot to be back in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you, again, you know, you, you hit it on the head. You always do. It, it, it's they're at this point. Tom Brady <laughs> is the greatest quarterback of all time for a lot of people. Now, not for a lot of our listeners. So a lot of our listeners are Joe Montana, ride or die. But for a lot of people, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And his preferred location was the San Francisco 49ers. Can you ever fathom a world? In which in 2017, you thought, hey, by 2020, Tom Brady's going to want to play here. <laughs> the greatest quarterback of all time is going to want to come here to play. It doesn't happen. The turnaround, is, it's been phenomenal. They are a destination now. They can go land some of these older, you know, these older vets that just want one last hurrah, one last chance at, at, at a ring. 49ers are that team now. They're the Patriots West. We've been saying it, right? The way they built their team, Patriots West. So the only difference is Bill Belichick knows when to move on from a guy and Shanahan doesn't necessarily do that, but that's neither here nor there. So it's just the 49ers are a destination. They can come away with some of these guys because they don't have a lot of the draft capital this year. Now they can, they can, they can make some moves and get some of that back. But as it stands right now, not a lot of picks. So it's, it, it makes sense to go out and get cheap veterans to fill gaps at this point. Yeah, they'd, they'd be wise to do that. They should try to find a way to get some cheaper guys and 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 just make you know just make some stuff happen. I think they will, and I, I don't think they're gonna be huge spenders. I think they want to bring Armstead back. I think they want right. to try to bring Jimmy Ward back. I think they want to bring Emmanuel Sanders back. But the math doesn't make sense to do so, and I think mm-hmm. um, we're gonna find out more in the next. Well, not I don't think we will find out more in the next two days <laughs> um, with the Tampa Peter being open. Yep. Um, the league year has started, you know, with all the neg- – not, not, I shouldn't say negative, but with all the stuff going on in the world right now, um, this is a good distraction. I don't know if the NFL is tone deaf, but I think maybe they are doing the right thing by proceeding forward uh, with I just think they some of the fuck. stuff. Huh? I just think they don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's We're the NFL. Part of it. We're going to do what we want to do. We're the NFL. Yeah, NFL is, is, is cash king. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it also, you know, like I said, it it could be a, it's a good distraction and for everyone who tunes in. This is a distraction for you if you're working from home or you don't have to go out. You know, tune yeah. in. We're here. Um, um, but that, that should cover it, man. Until yeah. we have to make an emergency podcast for a you know an Odell Beckham trade or something. Uh, we'll be back yep. later on this week to discuss mm-hmm. free agency and what has happened in the last couple of days. But um. This is the Fourth and Go podcast, cast the podcast on all podcast platforms, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Fourth and Go Podcast. Follow follow me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore, and then follow my buddy Matt here 
at Matt Bar underscore. Don't forget that the Fourth and Goal podcast now part of the Blue Wire family. So you want to make sure you check out all their podcasts as well. And we want to thank our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to use the promo code Blue Wire. Bingo, big. Um, until later on in the week, man. We'll be back. Yeah. And uh, for everyone out there, stay safe, stay clean, wash your hands, take your vitamins. If you got those Flintstones chewables, do that too. Um, <laughs> but until later on the week, man, go Niners. Peace. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com.